tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, After Buzzers? Welcome back to How to Be a Host, Used to Be Host Highlights. I'm your host, Olivia Gabri. Tonight, I'm interviewing Nakia Monet. I wanted to call her Kiki because every single time I talk about her, I'm like, Kiki Boom Boom, because that's your IG. But what's going on? Hey, girl, hey. Dude, I caught you fresh out of the studio because sure you did. were just um, doing a show, and then you had another taping this morning, too, so. It's a lot going on. I don't know what sleep is. It's hard being on camera. It's just hard being a house. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm very grateful, and I appreciate it, and it. it it's a lot going on on a Thursday. Yeah, I'm so what show, you just came out of a Shonda show, right? Brand new Shonda Rhimes show. It's called Station 19. It is a spinoff off of Grey's Anatomy. So if you know Shonda, she literally has Thursday night filled up. Uh -huh. So everyone here is for a Shonda show because you have Grey's, you have um, How to Get Away with Murder, you have Scandal, and now us, Station 19, and it's the fire show. So at first I was like, oh, this show's probably not going to be as great, mm -hmm. but it's actually one of the best shows so far. Do you feel a lot of pressure covering a Shonda show just because it has like such a huge following? I do. And <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't want to disappoint the Shonda fans. Yeah. And I don't want the Shonda fans to also come for us and murder us, <laughs> which I actually enjoy. I love when fans interact with us and uh -huh. they tell us because you actually learn from the fans because these are super fans who have been watching maybe uh, Grey's Anatomy or Scandal when it first started. So I love when people chime in and they tell us, like, guys, that's not how it's supposed to be done. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I am a little nervous because it's a Shonda show, but it's a pretty good show. Yeah, but I mean, by this time, I feel like you're an after show pro <laughs> because you've literally been on, like, 20-plus after shows. That's a fact. <laughs> but aside from after shows, I mean, you do red carpets, you yeah. do spotlight ons, but something that I... I particularly want to learn from you is I know before you were in LA uh, you're from New York and you did you did some hosting there too yes. right can you tell me a little bit about that like is it different hosting in New York than hosting in LA well I think New York and LA is just different in general because they're both different cities and mm -hmm. I feel like LA it's a little bit more of it's a lot of entertainment but when I was in New York, um, I was PAing at first, mm -hmm. and I got into the production side, which really wasn't like my first love, but I knew I wanted to host. So a friend of mine hooked me up with these girls, and he's like, I think you would do really great with them. They have a great um, online network show called What Would a Man Do? It was actually pretty dope. So I got the chance to learn, and it was four amazing girls. I got the chance to learn and work with them, but at the same time, they gave me the opportunity. So if they were doing interviews, Cece, who's the whole shout out to Cece, hey girl. She would be like, hey Nakia, we're interviewing someone. How about you interview someone for a post interview? Just to get my feet wet. And mm -hmm. I was like, wow, that's amazing because that's something that she doesn't have to do. Right. At the same time, she would be like, hey, I'm doing a red carpet. I'll do camera, you do red carpet. So that's how I started to get my feet wet. And then I would do my own things on the side. So New York is a little bit different because I just feel like LA is just more. It's a lot more. Whereas mm -hmm. New York, it's a little bit more spread out. And I feel like in LA it's more movies, whereas in New York it's a lot of more TV and music. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was sort of like a word of mouth networking type yes. of deal. It, it it is like that in New York. Like LA it is, but I feel like with LA you can get gigs easier out here because we're all doing the same thing. Being that we all work in entertainment, we're actors, we're directors, we're producers. We literally will work on a show with someone else, and then when that show is done. That one person will be like, oh, hey, I think you. it'll be great for this. Whereas New York, it's a little bit more tougher because we're all hustlers and we're grinding mm -hmm. and it's not as many opportunities. So a lot of us hold on to those positions 
and they don't let them go. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people come to LA and then maybe they go back home and they build up their resume. So that's something that I, I definitely started doing. Okay. Yeah. And so doing red carpets there, I know, I mean, here you spoke about how there's more movies and there's more television, but is the dynamic different or is it pretty similar? It's pretty similar. Um, I will say being here because I am with AfterBuzz TV, it's a little bit easier and you feel a little bit more comfortable mm -hmm. because you have something that's holding you down. Whereas in New York, a lot of the outlets were people doing their own thing, which oh. is not a bad thing, which is actually amazing. But I was looking at that like, wow, like here are these people taking this chance. They're their own outlet. They're not what like an ABC and MTV uh, E! News, TMZ, and where TMZ is big out here, there's maybe only one person in New York working for True. TMZ. So that's the difference. But the dynamic's pretty much the same on the red carpet. You get the yeah. same celebrities, you get the same publicists, <laughs> you get the same people, and sometimes they will have the same red carpet or the same event. Say, like, for instance, I just did a screening for a movie called Unsane. Mm -hmm. They're literally doing the same thing in New York. So oh. it, it balances out. It's, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like here it's so... I want to say oversaturated yes. because there's literally like a hundred networks all chasing the same thing. Yes. So I just, I want to kind of figure out the vibe there. Like I didn't know if there was as many networks there, but I guess it's just more of an independent type deal. It's more independent, but I will say on the red carpets, I do have a little bit more room when I'm in New York. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's for sure probably. Because as you know, LA, like you said, there's oh so God. many networks and there's so many people trying to get on. Whereas New York, a lot of the outlets that function, they're based out here in LA. Mm -hmm. So you may have somebody from E, you may have somebody from TMZ, but a lot of times in New York it's paparazzi, it's people taking photos. Right. So you don't have as many people on the red carpet asking questions. And if you do, you may have like someone from The View or someone from ABC, but you have a little leg room in NYC, I think, than LA, because there's too many of us out here in LA. <laughs> so when you finally got to LA, I know that you tried for After Buzz a couple times. <laughs> I mean, obviously it has a happy ending because you're it here does. now, but is there like a lesson to be learned from that, you think? Yeah, so when I first moved out to LA, I was pretty, I think like all of us, I was pretty obsessed with Maria Menounos in a healthy way. Because I'm from New York, but I grew up in Boston yeah. and she's from Boston, so I kind of followed her career. So I knew what After Buzz was. And this is the New York LA difference. There was nothing like that in New York City. So I'm like, man, as soon as I moved to LA, I gotta apply. Literally as soon as I moved here, I remember I, I started working at my job and I was like online, not working. And I'm like, how do I get to Afterbus TV? And I did the application process. Yeah. So when you first come in, it was totally different now from what it was. We came in, we did the cool seminar, we go home, we do the audition, and I thought I killed it on tape. I was like, yes, I'm about to <laughs> come in here and kill it. And I got the no rejection first. But what I did like from it and what I do love from AfterBuzz, it's always a teaching moment. Because not only did I get the no, I got the explanation and I got how to make myself better. And they gave me a lot of positive compliments. They're like, you're great, but here's some things that you can work on. Try back in six months. So I'm like, all right, I got this. <laughs> six months go around and I, I literally was counting down. I had a calendar and everything. Six months came around, I did literally the same thing and I got the no again. So at this moment, I'm heartbroken because I'm like, damn, like maybe hosting is not for me because mm -hmm. they told me no twice. This is crazy. I love this. I don't know what to do. So at the time, it was Roxy and she's like, hey, here's the thing. We want you to come in because we really, really like you. Come into another seminar and we're going to do this again. And that's what I love about AfterBuzz TV because it's not just a no. You're not just rejected. It's just, it's a learning experience. It's like, mm -hmm. here's how we can help you because we want to help you be a better you. I came in the third time, and I'll never forget this. I flew After I came in for the seminar, I flew home to New York, and it was around my birthday. 
and I went to brunch <laughs> and got a little a little tipsy. <laughs> and I remember I woke up from my nap and thank God we're three hours ahead because I woke up like I knew there was something that I had to do. And I'm like, my video, oh. I have to do this after buzz video. And I did that after buzz video. And I definitely had more confidence. Mm -hmm. All the notes that Roxy and everybody from AfterBuzz gave me, I literally followed the rules. I did what I had to do. And I got the email that I got in. So I just want to tell everyone to never give up. Like, And, and I know that sounds corny and cliche because everyone says it, mm -hmm. but that's a fact. <laughs> like, never give up. Because one door closes, another one will open. And like you said, it's a happy ending because I've been here for a year now and it's been a blessing and I'm learning so right. much. Yeah. The, I feel like that's the biggest lesson in just all of the entertainment mm -hmm. business is like, persistence is key and like as tarnished tarnished <laughs> as your soul can get when you're like damn i don't know if i should even be a host like maybe it's not for me i mean if you want it you have to go after it you right? really do and it shows like how hungry you are like if this is something you really love you're gonna go for it and that's what i wanted to show everybody at after buzz tv like the people in charge i'm like i'm hungry i want this yeah god was denied twice but it wasn't like oh you suck we never want to hear from you it was this is how you can elevate this is how you can be great mm -hmm. so i tell everybody and you know and it, especially if you've been doing something for a really long time and you've been told no a lot I'm telling you, if anyone can, if I can do it, anyone can do it. So I just want to let everyone know, no matter what you do, whatever field you into, definitely keep trying. And if you're hungry, and if you're confident, and if you're positive, and you put it up in the air, it definitely will come true. Right. That's a fact. That. It's a fact. <laughs> My <New> so <laughs> outside of hosting, you produce as well. Yes. I know you do a ton of stuff. I see, like, <laughs> watch TV, see your name in the credits and shit. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. But um how does that contribute to your hosting like do you feel like your producing eye and background makes you a better host it does i will say i never thought about this at first so when i started off as a pa i was just like oh i need a job in my field to get mm -hmm. paid and i worked my way up as a producer which was tough but i i did it so now as a producer which a lot i want a lot of hosts to understand this like go for the producer jobs and this is something where i was like oh i don't want to be a producer i want to be in front of the camera and that's something as hosts that we have to learn like it's okay to learn something else because if you learn something else, that's gonna give you your opportunity. Dude, it's more than okay. It's almost Yo, like required. It's, it's required. You have to learn because as a good host and as a producer, now I'm a producer, so now I can create my own content. Mm -hmm. I can edit now. I can edit my own videos. I don't have to wait for anybody. Whereas five years ago, I had to ask people, and I don't like to ask nobody for anything. I'm mm -hmm. super independent, only child. I like to do everything on my own. So now as a producer, I will say though, now when I'm watching certain things on television and I'm doing certain things, as I have my producer eye and I'm literally like, oh, that's that's how they did it. Nope, that's how they do it. Mm -hmm. But as a host, I encourage everyone to try producing or even production assistant or associate producer work because now if you can't get the jobs that you want, you can create your own lane. You can create your own content. All you need is a camera, a phone, a tripod, and put that bad boy up on Instagram and YouTube and you're good. That's and now like you have a producer credit. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. And I think that's something that we learn here, especially after Buzz. But I love that you just said that because a lot of people think that, oh, I want to be a host, so I need to be in front of the camera. No, especially nowadays, you need to know how to do it all. You need to know how to produce. You need to know how to write. You have to shoot. You have to edit. You have to learn about lighting and everything else. Yeah. And um, another thing is, is, you know, how you were denied before that happens to a lot of people you're not going to get an opportunity right out the gate so it's almost like you have to create your own opportunity yeah so 
with that being said, I know you've been working on um, creating your own content. Can yeah. you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, so definitely. Um, now that I'm producing and I'm working on a lot of docu-series and a lot of documentaries and a lot of music because music is also my first love mm -hmm. and so is hosting. So I'm trying to, I'm creating my own content where it's going to do something with probably interviewing and hosting something like this, something to do with music and also working on a podcast as well because at first, radio wasn't really my first love, but people would be like, yo, you have such a dope voice. I it's feel like deep. I could, even just your personality, it's like, I feel like you would thrive there. They're like, why don't you do radio? And the crazy thing is, my dad's a stand-up comic, and he also does radio. Uh -huh. So a lot of people were shocked that I didn't take that at first, because for, at first, I was like, I just want to be in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. So I will say, getting older, I'm definitely learning, like, bro, there's so many different things that you can do. So I'm getting into the radio side of it. I'm coming up with my own podcast. So I'm definitely working on something and trying to be more creative and doing my own interviews as well. Yeah. And okay. still being at AfterBuzz, of course. Of course. And uh, outside of the red carpets and the after shows here, you do Spotlight Ons yes. too, which are just like one-on-one -on -one interviews. And you recently had a Spotlight On. Who did you do? Yes. I don't kill me. I totally forgot his name, but it's from a great sci-fi show that comes on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And totally forgot that as well. I'm a horrible host. It's been a long day, guys. But I will <laughs> say his name's gonna come to me after, so I'll probably fill that in. The spotlight on thing is super amazing because it is a one-on-one -on -one with you and the actor, mm -hmm. singer, or director, EP, PA, so anyone on set, and it's definitely picking their brain about something that you want to learn. And mm -hmm. the Afterbus shows that we do are fun, but we have the panel of four. But sitting across from someone kind of like this and getting to know them, and this is this is a sci-fi show. I've never really watched sci-fi. Mm -hmm. I never was really into sci-fi. And I was nervous because sci-fi fans are very committed. They don't play no games. <laughs> so I was very nervous to do this interview. So when we did the interview, it was really great. We had great conversation. And after that, that's what led me to say, you know what, maybe I should do something different. Maybe I should sign up for a, hmm. maybe a sci-fi show. So now I'm doing iZombie, which is in the sci-fi comic realm, which is also pretty amazing. And the interview was great. The fans loved it. They were writing me on Twitter, and they were asking me really? if I'm going to do more sci-fi shows. So I was like, okay, maybe this is a thing. But the Spotlight On thing is awesome because it's also something where you can learn as well if you want to be a good host. Mm -hmm. Because with the four of us, when we're on the panel, we're doing our thing, but I think the one-on-one's a little bit better because... You're, you know, you're you're learning, and right. you're getting to know, you're learning how to interview someone, pretty much. And I think it's important to note, you know, as a host, there's so many people that are like, oh, I strictly want to do entertainment news, or I strictly want to do this, but it's you have to be open minded because yes. who, I mean, you didn't like sci-fi, but now you have sci-fi fans. Like, yes. who would have thought? It's a fact, and I also I give that credit a lot to Kevin. <laughs> our guy here because we had a seminar and he literally gave that speech I think it was the end of last year and he's like you guys need to have a niche you need to do something different you need to you know and I think that's when I did that sci-fi interview that was sorry I'm spitting all over the place <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> that was something different for me because I would have never signed up to do that uh -huh. and now I'm on different shows and now I'm doing different things so you're absolutely right as a host you have to be open to do different things because you never know where that market or where that audience might come from. Yeah, and you could just get an opportunity yeah. randomly that it's like, well, if I want to be on camera, I better learn Listen, about sci-fi. Because there might be a show that someone's not touching. That might be You might not even be into cooking, but there might be a cooking show that's sitting there that no one is touching. You can literally take that, spin it, and make it your own and get your own audience. Bring them to another show that mm -hmm. you're doing. So it's very important for hosts to learn how to do different things and to be open-minded. I get it. We all want one thing and we all have a goal, but get behind that camera. If you're here at AfterBuzz, ask Bree, ask Steve, how can I help? Mm -hmm. How can I produce? How can I 
how can I edit something? Because I'm telling you that is going to make a great host. It makes you more valuable than yeah. someone who doesn't know how. That's a fact. And you can get more jobs that way as well, too. Oh, 100%. Because <laughs> when they're looking for hosts, they're looking for people to do all that stuff. To do, they want, like, one person that wears many hats. Because if you only have to pay one person, <laughs> you're much more valuable than someone who have, they have to pay a whole team. Exactly. So, guys, learn, learn, learn. And um, so with just back to the spotlight on yeah. thing, you've done red carpets before, yeah. but this, of course, this is way more intimate than just, you know, walking by 50 Cent and getting to ask right. him a couple questions, which I know you got to do. <laughs> um, how is, how do you prepare differently for something like this? It's tough because, especially if you've never done a spotlight on, and it, I, the one I did was my first spotlight on. Mm -hmm. So I was super nervous. I'm like, okay, how am I going to attack this? So. I had to study who I was interviewing. So it was literally me studying him, his character, the show. Mm -hmm. The great thing is Eric McCormick's on that show and we do a Will and Gray show. So that was something that kind of gave me something okay. to talk about. And you're, you're nervous because you don't know who the people are. You know their characters, but you have to kind of warm them up. You have to get to know them a little bit better. So it was a lot of researching. It was a lot of me finding interviews that he did before and picking out the fun things. Because I think it's also cool because you know, celebrities and people who do these interviews, they're so used to the same questions. How do right. you feel about this? How do you get into this? But I think it's dope when you ask some pretty cool questions. So I learned that he was obsessed with Christmas. I too am obsessed with Christmas and he was from Canada. So that's how we started going and that's how we started talking and that literally broke the ice. Then we started talking about food and the interview started to flow. Oh. So I was super nervous. I had my questions in front of me, but as soon as I broke the ice about Christmas, it's like I didn't even need my questions. Yeah. And the interview started flowing. It was like we were two best friends and as the time was going, we had to end and I was like, wow, this is actually pretty great and he had such a good time, so. Yeah, that's and yeah. that's what we learn here yeah. after Buzz too is like you want to be unique and you want that person to remember you as you said yes. you know this guy has been in so many interviews talking about the same thing like why does he want to you know what's going to make you stick out exactly so I love that you found that little like Christmas tidbit because then not only are you like building a relationship with him but you're becoming comfortable and it's just conversational yeah and don't you, I feel like it's more entertaining that way and it's more fun and we we laughed a lot we mm -hmm. talked about food and we talked, I'm the only child, but he has brothers and sisters. Like we, it was a really good interview. And I was nervous at first going in because I did all this research. So I tell people like, don't be super nervous, do your research, but also find like other interviews that they've done to pull from those questions because it, it will surprise them to see how much homework you've done. And it'll even surprise their publicists. Because if you can find something from an interview from a year ago that they said and you can bring it up, as long as it's good and positive and it's nothing crazy or yeah. bad. And you can be like, hey, I heard that you love Diet Coke. Isn't that wild that you went to like a Diet Coke factory? That stuff wows them because they're like, wow, not only did you care about learning about me, you care about this interview. Mm -hmm. So that I had a really good and time And then you doing build that. a relationship and sort yes. of like they respect you more in that way. Yes, and he follows me on Twitter, so that's pretty cool. He follows you on Twitter? <laughs> that's hey. a relationship. He was, he's pretty down to earth and even his sci-fi fans who watched the interview, they came and they showed me major love. And now they mm -hmm. watch a lot of shows that I'm on that's not sci-fi. And they'll write in the comments, they're like, are you coming to do a show by any chance? I'm like, I got you guys. That's so I'm, super I'm doing dope. iZombie now, which is kind of in that realm, so hopefully mm -hmm. they're good with that. Okay, <laughs> see, now you got some fans. Yeah, I got some little sci-fi fans. So before we go, I mean, you do 1,500 shows, but what Back. shows are airing right now that we right. can catch you on? So right now, you guys can catch me on Teen Mom on Mondays with my girl, Brie. Um, on Wednesdays, I'm doing iZombie. Thursdays, I am doing Will and & Grace, and now we're doing Station 19, which is Shonda Rhimes' brand new show. So that's okay. what I got going on. 
this currently. So busy. <laughs> and uh, where can everybody find you on Instagram, Twitter? You guys can find me on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, probably Facebook and Snapchat too, at Kiki Boom Boom. Don't judge the at name. <laughs> it's my it's surname. It's legendary now. <laughs> I go, everyone calls me Kiki Boom Boom here. So that's K-E-Y, K-E-Y, Boom Boom. Show me love. Talk to me. I love you guys. I love yep. everybody. All right. Well, thanks for coming through. And Thank you. I'm Olivia Gabri, a.k.a. The Real OG. You guys can follow me at the real underscore O underscore G. And I'll see you next week, Thursdays, 9 p.m. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later.